Hello and welcome to it Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lines. And I'm Amon Edwards. Let's get into it. Yes, now sir. Let's get into the rundown. So, first thing we have, the NBA is coming back, baby. Oh, yes, sir. Did you see on Tuesday that the Bucks are playing the Nets at home? Yeah. That's yeah. the season opener. I uh, I bought tickets for next Wednesday. Oh, are they the, playing the Timberwolves? Yeah, they are playing the Timberwolves. Ooh. I'm taking a day off work for it. Uh, how, how much were the tickets? The ones I bought were ninety dollars. Were they? Are they good seats? Yeah. Are they good? Are they good seats like the ones that you had when we went to the game? Yeah, they were, and uh, they're a little bit farther up, oh. and they're behind the Timberwolves bench. Really? Yeah, I had to like not like right behind, but like before the game because I get I'm gonna get there early. I want to see the Timberwolves, man. I don't, I don't get many chances to see them, you know. Mm. So <laughs> I want to I want to get up there close. Yeah, now that's cool. What's your prediction for the NBA championship this year? Man, I'm going to have to go with, oh, don't hate me, guys. But the Lakers are not winning a championship this year. <laughs> That's a bold prediction. <laughs> but if if the uh, if the Nets stay healthy, KD is gonna grab them a ring, bro. Because he is just he's just gonna be so angry. This well, year. you he think it's gonna be Nets versus Lakers, or who's the team coming out of the West? I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think the Lakers, man. They got too many stars. They got too many people on their team that that are stars. I don't think they're gonna work together that well. So who's your pick? I don't know. I don't know. Who would you say? If I say the Nets, who would you say is coming out of the West other than the Lakers? So, other than the Lakers coming out of the West, I don't think Phoenix is going to be as good as they were this year. No, that's definitely not The Nuggets and Jazz just have something holding them back just because they don't have a superstar. Yeah. I like Jokic. Yeah. I think he's a great player. I don't think he can lead... I think he's a star. I don't think he's a superstar. I define superstar as somebody who can be the best player on a championship team. I don't think Jokic is that. I don't know if the Jazz, it's tough. They're going to be one of the top teams, but I don't know if they will. Then the Mavericks just don't have the second star to go with Luka because Porzingis has not been good. Mm. Uh, So I would have to say it's going to be Lakers. Okay. But I think Milwaukee's gonna beat Brooklyn. You think so? Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I like I like the Bucks, but I'm gonna just have to disagree with you. There's See, no way that Katie is gonna let Giannis them beat them twice. The bro. only reason why I think Brooklyn might win is number one, uh, the Bucks don't have PJ Tucker anymore, who mm-hmm. played really good defense yeah, against he, KD. He, he was the only person guarding KD. Yeah, and he's been like that for years now. Just the K person who guards KD on a playoff team. Then, uh, but they did get Grayson Allen, and I was I went to a preseason game with you, and Grayson Allen looked good. Mm-hmm. He looked real good. And then the Nets is that number seven? Now why do? Yeah. Oh yeah, he he he, he played for Duke before, and I do think uh, the Nets without Kyrie. So this is our next topic is gonna be talking about Kyrie, but Kyrie probably won't play this season. Uh, I don't think Kyrie's gonna be. I don't think he'll be that much of a factor. But. What I'm saying is why I think the Nets might win is because they don't have Kyrie. The rookie, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't like Kyrie Irving that much. I never liked him on Boston. Really, uh, I always loved Kyrie. I, I just don't think he's that good anymore. He's no, he's a great player. He's not a leader, and I think he doesn't have that mentality of being a Robin anymore that he had in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, but 
that rookie they got, I forget his name, but the rookie they got, who's a, I think he's a point guard, was looking real good in preseason. I can't, I can't remember his name, but I think he'd be a good piece. But I still think Giannis is the best player in the world, and he will lead a win. I think Drew. You think Giannis is the best player in the world? I think Giannis is the best player in the world right now. I'm gonna have to say KD's better than Giannis. Giannis at number two. No, I don't think KD has the defense to compete with. Okay, Giannis. okay, I can I can see that. Well, last year KD, I mean the year before last KD, because KD had so yeah, many. Yeah, KD blocks in 2018, but I'm talking about right now. Wait, no, 2019 KD. 2019 KD. Remember the year before he tore his Achilles, but I'm saying right now. Yeah, well, right now, yeah. yeah. Giannis, I think, is better, the best player in the world right now. He can't shoot, though. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That game six, he was shooting well that game. But I don't think, I mean, Shaq was the best player in the world for a while, and he can't shoot. Nobody's ever, you can say, you can say whatever you want about Shaq, but nobody's going to deny that he cannot shoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Giannis still, if he shoots how he did, like, in game six from the free throw line, he'll be good. But the next thing I want to get into about the NBA is Kyrie Irving. What are your thoughts on him not getting vaccinated and not going to be able to play since his team is in New York? Man. Bro, I saw I uh, I saw this meme, right? It was like Kyrie Irving. It was him sitting down, getting a shot in his arm. But then, like, the second picture was him holding up a fake arm. Bro, it was, <laughs> it was so funny, bro. I, I don't know, man. Like, um... I don't. I don't know. Like I feel like um, a lot of people would hate it because he he chooses not to get vaccinated, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's still his choice. Like 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 I don't mean to get political, but you know how like very liberal people who are support abortion rights they say my body my choice. It's, it's the basically the same exact thing when it comes to the vaccine. Their body their choice. Oh well, if he if he chooses not to get vaccinated and he doesn't want to play in the NBA, okay, well then he doesn't have to get vaccinated. And he can does not. Do you have to think play. the NBA should be allowed to not let him play? Yeah. Okay, that's what. Because if you don't get vaccinated, you should not be. I do not think you should be able to go to these big public events because it's dangerous. You have a higher chance of carrying and carrying it for longer, and you are also at risk because you do not have. A yeah, but then again, that's it's still his body. But the NBA is like a private league, so yeah. they can do whatever they want with their with their league because it's their league. So. I also think I saw a funny meme too about it was a joke. It was like if Michael Jordan found out Dennis Rodman wasn't getting the vaccine, if it happened in the 90s, and it was a picture of a guy chasing another guy with a needle, mm-hmm. so like Jordan would forcibly make Dennis Rodman get the vaccine. Because I'm not annoyed because I don't want the Nets to win. Because I'm happy. If Kyrie can't play, I'm happy. I do not want the Nets to win. But if I was a Brooklyn Nets fan, I'd be furious. Be like, man, you'll play through all these injuries to uh, win a championship and all that, but you won't take a vaccine to play with your team and all that. If I was his I f- teammates, I'd be pretty disappointed. I feel like we, when, when it comes to like talking about vaccines, like we, we forget that like not everybody is able to get vaccines. Not everybody's like not everybody like some people don't get vaccines because of the way their body reacts. There are, there are people that are people in the world that like are allergic to a lot of um, ingredients in vaccines. So even if they do get a vaccine, it'll make them have an allergic reaction, possibly kill them. Even though it's very, very rare, but who knows? Kyrie could be one of those people. I don't so. think he is. I think the reason he said was because I forget what the actual reason was, but it was something like mentally, something he said like against his ideology. Yeah, I mean, I, and, I mean, and, he's a crazy guy. He's a flat earther and all that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's what do you think? Like, I can't push my beliefs on him, just yeah. like I will never push my beliefs on nobody else. So, 
if that's his ideology, I just got to stick by it. Because yeah. the Bible say, let every man be fully convinced in his own mind. So if that's what he if that's what he chooses to do, oh well. I'm just saying, if I was his teammates, I'd be pretty upset with him. Because you see, football players, it's almost a guarantee that like they're going to have some brain problems. And they still so. do it to win a championship for their team, and you won't take a vaccine. Mm. But... Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I have the backwards ideology of the my body, my choice stuff. Is, yeah. It's just like, it's so dumb. Well, moving on. NFL week five. Well, actually, week six is almost wrapped up because we usually be filming these on Fridays, but we, uh, Marquette had a rockathon last week and they had a sports show or something using this up. So we were unable to use the booth and film this at the normal time. So we're recording this right now, right after the Steelers game. And oh my God. See you guys last time we did a podcast. The Steelers were one and three, and now they're three and three. I'm a lot happier. Uh, <laughs> ben he, looks a lot better than he does. He still looks a little old, but he's making his throws. And if we can get that run game going like we did in overtime against the Seahawks in the end of the fourth quarter, our offense would be good because it looks a lot better with a run game. But overall, NFL thoughts, Simone? Yeah, you you guys you guys will probably know about the Patriots by the time you listen to this podcast. But my Patriots lost in overtime to Dak Prescott. <laughs> I mean, what? And Stefan Diggs, I, I I I was sitting um on my way back from um from Fall Retreat today, and I was like, man, there is no way Trayvon Diggs is gonna catch an interception today. Mac Jones is just too good. And he caught a freaking pick, but Mac Jones didn't throw the pick though. I mean, he threw the ball, but like it was really tipped off of um off of receiver's hand, and he caught it. And I was like, oh man. So but, we're getting later into the year. I want to ask who your MVP picks are right now for for, for the NFL. Man, we're six weeks in, so was a quarter of the way through. Or yeah, not a quarter of the third. I'm gonna say Kyler. <laughs> I could do math real quick. <laughs> it's either gonna be Kyler Murray or Tom Brady because Tom Brady is leading in like passing yards, I think. Yeah, Tom Brady's had a good year. I'm not going to sleep on him. I don't yeah, like Tom him, Brady's but he's having, a, he's having a good year. Uh, 44 years old. Lamar didn't have a good game today, but his team had a great game. Mm. I'd still throw Lamar in there, what he's done this year. Oh, yeah, electric. Lamar, Lamar. Josh Allen has oh, been yeah, amazing. Oh, yeah, Josh Allen. The Bills are just amazing. And That's my Super Bowl. I'd throw game. Justin Herbert in there. He had a bad game today, a real bad game. But before that, he was playing great. But you're going to one game, and I think Stafford's still in there, and then Kyler Murray, of Did course. you see that no-look pass Matthew Stafford threw there? Yeah, he's been good. good. Uh, it's really – there's a lot of good quarterbacks this year, and if you look other than quarterbacks, I mean, Derrick Henry still sort of in the conversation, but they'll never get to somebody other than a quarterback unless – I mean, Derrick Henry ran for over 2,000 yards last year, and he didn't even get a 99 overall Madden. That's good, yeah. Ah, no, nah, that's something. Okay, okay. No, on that topic, come on. You made me watch the Dave Chappelle special. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is definitely it, boy. Let's go. And I did take notes like you asked me to. Uh huh. I watched it twice, guys, so I didn't have to take notes. So, kind of like three times. I watched a lot of reviews on it. First thing I said was the audience is annoying because when the he what? the audience because when he the first part they got better through the end but the first part they were just laughing or saying like laughing at anything he said he just say one word and they're laughing I'm like I don't even think he wants that reaction for that okay. uh it's not what I expected but now I'm not a big fan of stand up comedy so I'm tell you what I did uh, laugh to okay 
the Mike Pence joke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when he called Mike Pence gay? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man. He's one, there's a TikTok trend. Like, if this person uh, wasn't homophobic, they'd be gay. And Mike Pence is one of those people. <laughs> uh, he said, "He said he looks like the one of those gays that prays about it." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny, bro. Uh, what else did I laugh at? I'm going through this. I said a lot. Mm-hmm. Wrote down a lot. Now. Oh, the when he said that's what uh, feminism needs—a male leader. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that. Really hey, hard. but his point was so good. It though. was good, but it was just funny. <laughs> he I said, know. "I'm the one to lead," because um, yeah. it's. Uh, and like, then he said, "All I ask for in return." You guys got to watch it to hear what he said. <laughs> but uh, what what was some things that you didn't like? Oh, wait, time out. My first question is: Did you find it to be transphobic? No, of course it wasn't. Okay, but the 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 transgender or LGBT community is overwhelmed and is bashing Dave Chappelle. See, that's what I haven't seen anything about that. I've seen like articles about that, but I've never seen anybody actually on Twitter or anybody say like that. I've only seen like these mainstream things say that, and I got the feeling it was just to get publicity and just to make it because it's doing amazing. All of his specials do amazing. This is generating buzz about everybody's watching it because you want to know if it is transphobic then you find out it's not at all except yeah. that is one of the funniest jokes in it every time he goes what do you, what do you say? when he goes was, uh when he like helps he tells a story about him helping a transgender person he's like never mind i'm transphobic oh yeah well, he's like, <laughs> get away from me but yeah, yeah bro I, I thought it was i thought it was i thought it was amazing bro because like and none of his jokes none of his jokes were transphobic. Like, yeah. like even from his past specials, like people just, I feel like that since the topic is such a sensitive topic that people react yeah. so hard. But I was going to say, do you know who Flame Monroe is? No. Okay. So she, he, she, he I, this is why I'm confused on the pronouns because he is a trans, she, he, she is a trans, she is a transgender <laughs> male from, from male to female, but he has kids. And he calls him herself a father, right? That that was probably very confusing to people. Yeah, but you, you messed up like five times yeah. trying to explain that. So you guys can look up Flame Monroe. But the reason I'm bringing up Flame Monroe is because um she did a um an interview on CNN, and that should strike a nerve, CNN. But uh she she did an interview on CNN, and they was like, "How do you feel about um Dave Chappelle?" And she was basically like, she was like. I thought it was amazing. She was like, I got three dogs in this fight. She said, I'm black, I'm transgender, and I'm a comedian. And she was like, as a comedian, being on stage is our safe place. That's where we feel like we can say the things that we say. And then she was like, I don't think Dave Chappelle really said anything wrong. I think he said things that that need to be brought to the table and talked about. Because he, he remember you remember when he brought up the baby thing, he was like, oh, in yeah, this country, <laughs> he was like, in this country, you can shoot and kill somebody at Walmart, but you can't hold a great face's feelings. It, and it was just so funny, bro, because it was like, he did, even though it was self-defense, it was like, that joke was very took out of um, context. But it was still a funny joke, Yeah, though. no, that was funny. Uh, I will say, I like a lot when he's telling stories and all that, but there's like, in the beginning, he just said a few jokes that just fell so flat. Like, the Space Jews joke felt so flat for me. I understand where he's going at, but just, like, felt out of place. And, like, no, I it, was, thought it was amazing. It's one of those jokes. Like, he had a lot of those jokes that's, like, trying to surprise you without, like, 
how I don't know, like how edgy it is or like something you're not expecting, but like that's that's Dave I, Chappelle's comedy. Yeah, but <laughs> that's his comedy. <laughs> it's like I was raised on the internet, so mm-hmm. I'm like sort of like I don't know, it just doesn't affect me as much. Mm-hmm. But when he's telling a story, that's when I really like what he's doing because he can tell a story. The comedy always hits, and he also hits on the parts that are supposed to be dramatic. And uh, the story ended about his friend who sadly she killed herself. Daphne Dorman. I yeah. searched her Twitter page, and actually everything he said was true. Like the one that she posts where she was like, um, Dave Chappelle never treated her wrong or anything like that. It had like two, like 3K retweets or something. Yeah, that I like that story. I like him telling it all. I think he's a very good storyteller. Uh, his jokes, just like when it was like out of context, the jokes were bad. But once he... Because I thought it was like a rough start of the Space Jews. I forget the other joke, but it just like fell completely. Oh, the Clifford joke. Oh, I, 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 thought, I thought that was amazing. Clifford, the big black. You guys got to watch it. <laughs> I like how he keeps referring back to him. But like, I love just, I love when comedians refer back to their old jokes. Yeah, so. but it just like felt out of place to me. It like just like felt like your drunk uncle telling you a joke out of the blue. But once he got into the swings of swing of it, I still don't like stand that much. So I won't say yeah. I'm probably gonna ever watch it again or watch another special. I watch clips whenever I see him, but like I don't watch like full specials. But when he gets into swings about and starts talking about this transgender stuff, because he is a progressive guy, nobody's ever gonna say he's not. He, progressive. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a very progressive guy. Yeah, like he's 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 like a. I remember him having a, a conversation about abortion. He was like, "I'm not against abortion." He said, and everybody was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And then he was like. But I'm not for it either. Yeah. He said it all depends on who I get pregnant, and I thought that was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's funny. Uh, and like, there's other comedians. Like, I feel like a lot of most comedians are progressive. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like George, I, like you think of the greats, like George Carlin. Uh, I don't know if they're actually progressive though. I, I don't I know, know if they're right. actually like that or just like like that to like push their platform. I feel like they're actually like that. I I think Dave Chappelle is definitely like that because he told about how he left fifty million on the table with the Dave Chappelle show because they was trying to. Yeah, him, so. I feel like it'd be hard if you weren't progressive. Like if you're a country white guy and you made a joke about racism, I feel like <laughs> I just no, think I'm you're saying. racist. No, I'm saying it's easy to hide how you feel. Yeah, like, like but I mean, it's also Ronald Reagan did it. So. <laughs> yeah, he did. Dude. Ronald Reagan was something, but he was an actor, not a comedian. All right. Uh, yeah, but I but I was gonna say this last thing about Dave Chappelle. I think Dave Chappelle has passed like the the realm of being like a comedian. I don't even think he's a comedian anymore. I think he's like more like a like a speaker. Like like he he because like I remember him having that thing where he talked about um um the guy that kneeled on George Floyd's neck. It it was nothing funny about it at all. But like the speeches that he gives and the talks that he gives, they make such valid points and there are such things that we need to be talking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, we do have extra time today because we are not live. So I do want to, he did bring up an interesting point in the end that uh, I really wanted to get your opinion on is the not fitting in with your community. Uh, I forget, I wrote it down, I kind of forget when he was talking about it, but he was, I think it was with a black transgender girl and she was saying that she, the black people don't accept her uh or something she was saying like she was in between everybody accepting her, so she was didn't really fit in with the community i forget the exact context is it talking about like how is it so um but the gist of it is not fitting with community and it made me think of uh green book when mahershal lee's character is i forget his name is talking and an italian guy's like 
like oh i'm more black than you he's like if i don't fit in with black people but i'm not white what am i where do i fit in what is that that community and being like isolated in your community i think it's definitely an interesting topic to bring up i would definitely say that um maybe the point that he was touching on i think it was because i remember him saying that um Gay. I remember him making a statement. He was like, "Gay people are a minority until they need to be white again." Because he was talking oh, yeah. about he was talking about how he was going to get in a fist fight. With, I also with a, wrote that down about how gay people can act straight, but black people can't act white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That which 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 is like was something that he pointed on, and I was like, man, he he. And then another point that he brought up was that he said the only reason that America cares about the LGBT community was this wasn't in this special, but it was another special. But he was like, it's because white men want to do it. And when he said that, it brought out a point to me because, like, if it was just black people wanting to do it, I feel like it would just be like an exclusionary thing where they'd be like, oh, it's something wrong with those people or something like that. They try to make it like a mental institution or something like that. But since, like, the majority of the race who live in America want to do it, it's such a big thing. And the not being able to fit, going back to what you said about the black um, transgender, because so the black people... The black people are historically known. A lot of them are, are known for being homophobic and stuff like that. Because like when you grew up in church and stuff like that, you're always told somebody always telling you about like who's gay and stuff like that. So they're not really like for that. And then probably trying to fit in with the trans, the trans, um, trans. I don't know anything about the transgender community, but trying to fit in with the transgender community and being like black and something like that, you're probably just like also an outcast or like you probably fit in but you don't fit in mentally you know how like you can hang out with some people but like you don't you're mentally not there yeah i understand so i also want to ask you is about so you're from mississippi of course yeah and you moved out to milwaukee and uh your godparents they're white right Mm -hmm. so you moved in with a white family Mm -hmm. and i'm guessing a lot of people you know appears white did you ever feel like sort of an outsider moving to this new environment it's like the community is completely different Oh, and what oh. you know from back down south. Oh, definitely. Like, b- all right, so before I moved here, I'd come up here every summer. So I was, like, a little bit already, like. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, often, like, I- I'd always think about me being the only black person somewhere. Like, when I was younger, like, every time I used to walk into a place when, I- when I'm in Wisconsin, and it used, I used, the first thing I used to look for was other black people. And I-, I don't know, I guess it gave me, like, a sense of, like, confidence if I saw another black person. Or it just made me want to, like, shake their hand or something. Because, like. I don't know, because it's like um, just being a. I don't know if it's the same for white people, because I don't know if white people are constantly or there are definitely some. But like, I don't know if other white people are constantly being like pushed into like environments where they aren't the majority. So since I came up here and I'm always like the minority, I, it used to phase me. But now I'm now I'm very used to it. But like it's like at the point where now I feel like I'm living two lives, like the way I'm talking right now is how I would talk to a, to a, a white person that I met. But, like, if, like, I were to go back home, like, I'd feel a little different. But then, at the same time, I kind of feel like that black um, transgender person where it feels like at this point in my life, I feel like I don't I don't really fit into either category. Like, when I go home and I and I talk to people and what they when they talk about and what they like, uh, what they find as important, I, I don't see as important. Like, they they think getting a lot of shoes and buying chains and putting rims on your cars and stuff like that, they think that stuff is important or having a gun and stuff like that. And I don't fit in that category, but then being up here and hearing, like, 
the white kids taking drugs and doing all that stuff. And I'm just like, ah, I don't fit in that category neither. <laughs> so it's just like I kind of feel like that. What I don't fit in category neither. But I, I kind of like not fitting in a category. For some reason, I, I like being an outsider. I've never liked fitting in. Like I've always like been like by myself. Like I. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely an interesting uh, conversation to have because community is such a big thing. I feel like in the world in general. I mean, black community, strong community. I think back home, Pittsburgh's a big community. Uh, Have you ever felt like an outsider, like when you moved here for college? Well, I will say that I don't really like people, so (laughs) I do spend a lot of time alone, but I wouldn't say there are times because nobody up here listens to the same music I listen to back home. Everybody listens to the same thing. Nobody knows about I don't know anything about Milwaukee. I don't know anything about Pittsburgh. Nope. Uh, <laughs> you come to people who have completely different perspective on life, different experiences, and you don't really fit in exactly. And then there's a lot of country people who I fit in the least probably with country people, to be honest with you. And, uh, yeah, I didn't feel – I felt a little on the outside, uh, but I did find people – like, I still don't think there's anybody that's, like – very similar to me i found out like have up here uh there's a couple people i can <clears throat> talk to uh talk to music about and sports about but i don't have any steeler anybody here who's a steelers fan or any of that so i don't have that many people who i'm like very similar with up here yeah but i wouldn't say i'm exactly an outsider because i'm good at sparking conversation about stuff and i i mean me and you are good friends and yeah. We have nothing in common. Yeah, just uh, I was gonna say just because I I think I'm an outsider, it don't mean that like I'm I'm like I'm doing bad or anything. Like, yeah, it just means that like the, the categories or like the things that they like find important or hold most dear to them aren't the same for me. Yeah, and this I work at the Wire. It's a great. I feel like we're like family. Like we're all close and all that. We know everybody that works at MUTV. I feel like I would if I didn't actually have the Wire. I feel like because that's right. where I fit in. That's why I know everybody. You do get that sense of community and all that. Because uh, you see a lot of sports players talk about when they go overseas. You know, everything's different, but you have that team. Your team is your family. That's sort of how I feel like that. And I also, I feel like I act different here. It may be different than what you do, but socially here, I mean, I can do anything. It doesn't matter. Nobody really knows me that well. Back home, if I do one thing socially, everybody knows. If I do one thing, like... Right now, I have my fingernails painted. Black. I would never do that back home. Why? Would Why would never, you do it back home? I would get scaled so hard what would they say? for anything. I don't know. Actually, I wrote this down. Dave Chappelle said, I knew this guy was gay because he had painted fingernails. <laughs> I wrote down, just because you paint fingernails does not mean you are gay. No. I am but- a straight man. <laughs> <laughs> he was just trying to make the point. He was like, hey, ladies, I'm not gay. It's- but no, it was... I know what you're talking about, though. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, and I wear, like, clothing I wear up here. Like, I wear, like, racist, like, chains. I'd never do that back home. I just dress. Like, I noticed that my how I dressed up here by the end of last year was so different than how I dressed home. And then by the time I got home, I just switched automatically, like, straight back to the things I normally wear back home. And then once I got back up here, I switched to what I normally wear back up here. Then when somebody comes up here, like, my parents came last weekend. I dress how I normally do 
uh, back home and all that. <laughs> he didn't want his mom to know the real him, guys. <laughs> it's not the real me. It's just things I find fun to do. Like, I had extra nail polish. I'm like, yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> paint, paint these off. Extra nail polish. What'd you do with the beginning of it? Oh, uh, I did I did as a joke to be an e-boy, but I actually just wanted to try it. <laughs> you say it's a joke, but it's just something you actually want to try, but it's not socially, like... Mm-hmm. super acceptable so yeah. uh see this goes back to joke. when i said uh richie like goth girls so uh, <laughs> if y'all got any goth friends dm me and let me speak to your goth friend i'll see if she's right for richie <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta get through a mom before you get to me yeah man i, I gotta guard my boy <laughs> heart filter. okay because he already got his fingernails playing in black you know that means <laughs> so, you don't want to break his heart <laughs> like you cut g Moving on, <laughs> we're going to go to our next segment, which will spoil our main topic for today, but I'm going to go through a list of people who have been canceled this year. Oh. I want you to guess why, why they got canceled. Okay. The first one is Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Wait, who's who's Morgan Wallen? Like, Give me like a race. He's a country singer. Oh, country singer. He said the N-word. Yeah. Really? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he's doing really good right now. Like, Man, I can you tell know, you. it's like what Dave Chappelle said. <laughs> you know, if it's not the LGBT community, you're fine. You know, black people been trying for years to get that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was like, <laughs> yeah. He was wondering. He was like, I'm not. He said, my problem has never been with gay people. It has always been with white people. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear him say? But he uh, was like, he was talking about how they got like so much uh, movement in yeah. such a short time with Coco. So Shane Dawson, Shane YouTuber. Da- YouTuber. Is it a is that his girl? No, he's a guy. Um, he's a gay guy. Ooh, he's a gay guy and got canceled. He said he was straight. No. Oh. So <laughs> he <laughs> he did blackface. He did blackface. Uh, wow. And I thought that thing was he like that. also bestiality bestiality so like what was it with a dog a it cat? was with a cat a uh cat. he pleasured himself you know i'm not gonna finish that <laughs> there's a cat yeah, involved you guys want to look it up <laughs> and it was jokes he was making back in like the and like i think like 2012 2013 and he did a bunch of these videos, and they surfaced back up because he's a big YouTuber. What 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 kind of videos? Doing blackface, doing oh. like edgy jokes. I'm putting quotes against uh, edgy jokes, uh, mm. and all that. Mm. And yeah. Did you hear? Uh, did you hear Dave Chappelle when he explained what a turf was? Trans trans exclusionary radical feminist. Oh yeah. And he was like, uh, it's basically. Like women who look at um, transgender people the same way black people look at white people who do blackface. Like this person is doing an impression of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> so the next one is Lee Michelle. Lee Michelle. She's an actress, and I don't actually, I did not know who this person was before I looked this up. What does she play now? Glee. Glee. Okay. Lee. Glee. Yeah, she. Hmm. She said something homophobic this is actually uh her co-star called her out for being racist and microaggressions oh so what'd she say i know you want some chicken i know you want some chicken what'd she say it was just something that made the her co-actor question uh or co-actors question her career in hollywood Ooh. uh 
not too many details. Now the next one, Sia. Sia. You, you're like chandelier. <laughs> I do not. Is that a chandelier? Singer? She's a pop singer. You never heard chandelier? Oh, pop singer. She's definitely racist. Uh, so it was for her Netflix special, and Ooh. it was offensive towards autistic stereotypes autistic and had triggering visual effects who who, who pointed and it out this was like everybody so she had the had a young dancer who was on dance moms maddie uh do a very offensive autistic stereotype that the actress wasn't comfortable with but she still did it because she's a kid i think she's she might be younger than us i'm not sure and uh and triggering visual specs, which I don't know what that means, but all I remember is They probably is that did like a little arm thing, you know, where they lift the arm down and hold it up a little bit. I saw one picture, and it was like just like the facial expression she was doing, which I've never seen an autistic person do this facial expression, but to make them look stupid. I grew up in a house with an yeah. autistic person. That's right. Yeah. Then David Dobrik. David Dobrik. I've heard that name. I know what he did. It, um... Didn't he like get some of his friends like drunk and like like record them or something? Yeah, so uh, he would always get his friends drunk and record them doing stupid stuff and post it. Uh, then he pressured girls into sexual si- uh, situations for YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, and sounds like Pretty Boy Fredo. I'm just playing. Yeah, so it was basically just getting people drunk and doing dumb things, doing sexual things that they were not comfortable with doing. But, you know, he paid him to get him drunk, and he made a lot of money off of it. The next one is Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres. They canceled Ellen? Yeah, you didn't know about that? It didn't. Ellen? It wasn't like fake cancel because more people, we'll get into later. But, yeah, she got canceled over the over quarantine. Let me think. She said, she said something about gender being a fact. No, she was just an awful person. She made racist comments. Uh, really? Microaggressions. She was very mean to people who worked on her show uh then people are going through her videos and was like yeah she's not a very nice person if you actually watch them and people just didn't like her and thought she was toxic and uh all everybody that worked for her said she was awful to them Mm. it was a bad uh work environment now this one (laughs) jk rowling oh i know about jk (laughs) she she was the one that said gender is a fact man yeah (laughs) dave Chappelle talked about that and uh he was like, yeah. he was like, this woman has sold so many books. The Bible worries about her, and I was like, man, she has sold a lot of books, though. But yeah, I, I cool. yeah, and that's it. So let's get into our main topic. Let's get it, guys. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. This is something that I've wanted to talk about. I wanted this to be our first week subject, guys. And I said I wanted to wait until somebody got canceled, and, and sure enough, somebody sort of did. Kinda. John Gruden? Yes, sir, Raiders head coach. Yeah, so John Gruden, a lot of emails, mm-hmm. a lot of bad words said, mm-hmm. uh, and got fired. Well, he resigned. Actually, he resigned. Yeah, yeah he yeah. resigned, but he was going to get fired if he didn't resign. And yeah, but he didn't want to be fired, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, he was the only openly gay uh, player Honestly. on his team, and you're saying slurs against gay people, and you're saying, I'm pretty sure he's said a bunch of racist stuff too and it's very like locker rooms are very diverse and if you're a head coach you 
Okay, can't so, lose the locker room. So my question is, how how do you feel about them canceling him? And how did they get the emails? Is the so question. he didn't get canceled by the public because the emails weren't fully. I don't think they're fully. I don't even think they're still fully public now. It's just a New York Times article. But they were investigating Washington. You know, Washington football team. That organization's a mess, and a lot of shady stuff has happened in that organization. And they were investigating one of the guys who got claimed for sexual assault and all of that. And we were going through his emails, and he had a bunch with John Gruden. And he was saying not very PG stuff we cannot repeat on <laughs> our podcast. Man, I, I don't I don't, I don't, know if I feel that's, like, very fair for, to, like, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking off for John Gruden. But I feel like if they if they did that to John Gruden, they gotta do that to everybody. Cause like I'm, Whoa. I love John, I love Bill Belichick, right? I love Bill Belichick. I'm a Patriots fan, but I I, I can look at it look at his face and tell he uses the N word in his emails. <laughs> like, like when Cam Newton was messing up, he was just like, "Get that off my team!" You just you just know it, bro. You just know it. But well, I don't. I didn't. They weren't like a big. It wasn't like a big movement mm-hmm. to cancel him. So I can't. Don't know if you can really say he got canceled but the nfl decided to fire him and then it's like the same with oh what's her name she played the one girl in mandalorian Mm -hmm. she she technically did get canceled by the internet because she compared being a republican to being a jew in the holocaust and people were pretty offended by that and then disney let them go but that is i think that's different than getting canceled because you see these people we just said get canceled, like Dave Dobrik. He lost subscribers. He lost viewership. His, sh- his YouTube was still alive, but it was the people's movement to stop uh, his YouTube channel and stop subscribing and stop liking. And generous people stopped watching it because uh, they wanted to get canceled. When you talk about her, she said something. There was an outrage. And she did get fired because, of course, she works for Disney, so... You're working for a company that's known for kids. You cannot say that stuff if you're working for Disney. Mm-hmm. But Sean Green worked at ESPN before he was a head coach. Well, in between him being a head coach, when he sent the emails, he's worked for ESPN, so he would have got fired from there too if they was released. But uh, it's, that's more the company's decision than like really getting canceled. I'll ask know? you this, Richard. How do you feel about cancel culture? I don't think it really exists that much right now. I don't think I think it was like a trend back then to say, "Oh, I don't like this person. Let's cancel them." Now, cuz mm, I feel like it's it happened, happened with the baby, though. Yeah, it I, happened with the baby cuz they was canceling his shows and everything. Yeah. So, people, and that was that was recent. But I think the word cancel has only come in recently, but I feel like forever people have been outraged by something they've seen. So they would be like, oh, I want this off air. You know, you talk about, you know, mom sees something they don't want their kids seeing. So they call the network like, I don't want this on air and all of that. Because people are always getting offended. But I think now that we have Twitter, which also I wrote for the Dave Chappelle thing. He talked about Twitter and I said Twitter's the worst thing ever invented. (laughs) Now with like Twitter, Instagram, all that. It's now that you hear everybody's voice. You hear everybody's opinion. You don't. It's not just somebody making a phone call to the network or something or leaving a bad review. Do you, Everybody has a voice. Do you, you think that um, that like just because somebody like um, okay, so say if Dave Chappelle had said something that was mildly or, or not mildly, 
t- a tiny bit offensive to 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 the LGBT community, and and they canceled Dave Chappelle. Do you do you think that should be like allowed that he shouldn't be able to like book any more shows or anything? Or do so, you think those people that that were outraged by what Dave Chappelle should just not watch Dave Chappelle? The thing is, they don't watch him, so he doesn't have enough viewers. Or if somebody that community doesn't watch him, then other people are like, "That's offensive. I'm not going to watch him. I'm not going to support him." You lose all the supporters because the thing with David Dobrik was he can still post YouTube ch- videos. I think he started posting again soon. And the thing with James Charles when he got canceled is he can still post, but he doesn't have viewership. He's knocking the numbers he's pulling in, so he's not making money. He's not making as much money. And those guys can keep posting because they're on YouTube, so they're their own boss sort of. Then, But if somebody gets canceled, so not enough people are going to uh, their shows or something, they can't just – They can, I guess they could pay for their own show, but – the venue needs that revenue. And if they don't think they're going to get that revenue or they think that the backlash of letting that person who has all this hate against them play at their venue would negatively negatively, ah, negatively. <laughs> negatively <laughs> affect their company, then they're not going to let them play. And You just raced around the question. I said, how do you feel? <laughs> how do you I think it's... It depends, and if they think, if it's up to the venues, if they think that they can get enough revenue from the show, if they don't think they're going to get enough backlash, and let them play. But if you think the backlash is enough, don't let them play. Don't have them play. But it's not really, I don't think, people, I think, think too much of that, like, oh, they're canceled, they can't do anything now. You lose that audience. It's more of an audience oh, man, thing. man, C.K. Lewis. He got canceled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I said C.K. Lewis. What's his name? You mean J.K. Rowling? No, no, no. He was a comedian. Um, C.K. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's C.K. Lewis. And um, I don't know his name. Is it C.K. Lewis? Yeah. Comedian. Oh yeah. So he got he got canceled for just like, like I think I think it was because like kind of like sexual assault kind of, but he didn't assault anyone. He just was like, um masturbating and just like like and that was considered sexual assault for some reason and he got canceled for that and like nobody wanted to play his shoes and stuff like that but um well this new york times says this is just headline i'm not reading the whole thing but it says he's accused of five women of sexual misconduct yeah misconduct not harassment there's a difference but just because of that doesn't mean if that's maybe enough for women to not support them, and that's fifty percent of the population. So like, that's fifty percent of the market gone. Yeah. But I was gonna say about the old the whole cancel culture thing. I I think I understand where you're coming from with the with the business side of it. But I'm I'm talking like opinion wise, and opinion wise, the way I feel about cancel culture is I think it's like very like um, I think it's very weird. I won't I won't say that it's like bad or anything. I I just think it's weird that like. It tends to be like a certain group, two certain groups that cancels people, which is the LGBT community. And I wouldn't even say it's the black community that cancels people when people say the N-word. I think like like other white people who like suffer from white guilt. Yes, I said suffer. <laughs> but um, suffer from white guilt. They feel so guilty so that they feel like maybe we should cancel this guy who uses his, air quotation guys, white privilege to say these things. And- 
and and just like that i just think it's so weird that like people just like are so mad about the offending of other people but i i understand where they come i understand where they're coming from but like like when that announcer when he said like um when i think he was in kansas city or something he was like yeah this is the gayest city on earth and but he didn't notice that he was on he didn't notice that he was on air and he ended up getting fired you know what i'm talking about yeah and i, I and then like people were outraged about that and something. i was just like well, he was gonna say it anyway. He just didn't know he was on air, and it's just like, like, like that's how I feel about like white people saying the N word. Like, I'm, I'm not against it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't care who says it because like people are gonna say at the end of the day, people are gonna say what they want to say, when they want to say it, and most of the time they probably say it around their friends anyway. So who am I to be the N word police? So I mean, like, it's just a word. If I'm not man enough to skip over that, if them have heard my feelings with that word and continue to bounce back from it and i just consider myself a wuss but would you support a white guy who says it because the thing is you're buying their merch you're listening it, it, to it, it depends on how he says it depends because okay. there's that because we as black people use it as an endearing term which is like oh what's up my yeah you and it's just like it's an endearing term if a white person is using it like that because it's such a common word to say especially like since like rap is like and hip-hop is like the main genre of music right now and that word is just flooded into hip-hop and so so people are saying it so why do i expect that these rappers can say it but these people who are not like we'd consider we'd say obama could say it right right yeah but he grew up white his his dad from kenya very far from where most slaves are found never met his dad all, all his people white but we'd only say that barack obama can say it because of the tone of his skin not where he grew up at. But then we'd have we'd go against someone like six nine. Six nine who is a Mexican or Latino or something, who grew up in New York around black people and, and he used this in his common language every day. People found that offensive of him saying it just because we have this racial construct of race, which is not real. We have this racial construct of race which is not real and we feel offended that he says it. When he grew up around it, but we wouldn't be offended if Barack Obama said it. And he didn't even grow up around it. And he ain't even black. We just consider him black because of the one drop rule they instated a while ago. That if you had any ancestor that was African American, that you would consider black. Man, Which that's is, gonna come up every episode now. Oh, I know. <laughs> but it's just like I don't know, man. But it's just like so weird, bro. It's just like so weird that we that these things are are a thing. And you gotta think about like, man, that so, gets canceled. Wow. I'm obviously white, so I can't really touch on that topic that much. It's not really my place Man, to say no nope. you you can speak about whatever you want to speak about richie that's but the whole point You're i wanted like, to touch on you said it's mainly just like two communities but you look through history of entertainment all that but i'm you, talking about like today yeah you're saying today but like when you look who it was because that's the majority of people uh agree with those communities but like the you know, you think of Karen's like white moms back then, like who got try to get South Park canceled. It's not the liberals trying to get South Park canceled. It's people like, oh, it's offensive to my kid, uh, is canceled or like. I've never he, heard anyone trying to get South Park canceled. That's that rings a new bell. Now. That was is like a while ago, like when Family got canceled. But then you look at stuff like, well, now if you look at a lot of people, a lot of moms got mad because of Cardi B. Because of what she's saying, all that, then Cardi B's like, because they're like, oh, my kids, you shouldn't be letting kids listen to music. I don't want my kids listening to music. And like, she's like, my music's not meant for kids. You shouldn't 
it's your job to make sure your kids don't listen to it. Because you look at a lot of stuff gets canceled. I put that in quotations because of uh, parents mm-hmm. thinking that's offensive to their kids or it's offensive. Cause, and you look at like TV. Are you going to say what Lil Nas X said on The Breakfast Club? Nah. Do you know what he said on The Breakfast Club? I did not hear what he said. So <laughs> on The Breakfast Club, he was like, because you know everybody is like really offended against Lil Nas X and all the stuff he's been doing and then they and um Charlamagne asked him he was like so um how do you feel like how are you gonna affecting people kids and Lil Nas X just straight up said he was like the f word your kids <laughs> he was like f your kids and, and everybody was like whoa 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 well you bring up Lil Nas X that's interesting because he sort of tried to get canceled by Christians yeah that by doing happen. all that to be offensive to get a buzz. And that's why I think Netflix is doing the Dave Chappelle stuff going out right now because it's not transphobic. I don't see anybody on Twitter calling it transphobic. Or oh, there, there are so many people but calling it transphobic. I don't see a huge movement. I see most people, most things I see about it is mainstream things, uh, articles posting about it or people supporting and say, yeah, they're trying to cancel him, but he doesn't care, so he can't get canceled. That's what I see. That's all I see. It's creating a buzz. And I think Netflix purposely wanted to create this buzz because it works yeah and it, it brings in revenue yes it. It, I th- that's one controversy you continue oh i was gonna say I, that's one of the reasons why i think like i don't support Lil Nas X at all at all but like i think he's a very smart businessman oh like, he's amazing business uh, amazing bro like he he's like six nine how six nine did all that trolling yeah. to like chicago rappers and stuff like that pulling them on their block even just what get, Lil Nas X did with old town road with making a meme because he understands the new wave if you can so make you understand memes, if you start a trend, you can get famous off that. If you make people mad, you can get famous. Yeah, off that. that's what people that's all people <laughs> post about now on Twitter is stuff that makes them mad. And it can get you, it can throw you into the mainstream. What can we say that can make people mad? Well, we are on Marquette Radio, so we cannot say <laughs> as much. I bet you do say a lot of stuff that makes people bad still. Mod. It's all right, man. I, I do it out of love. They they know it's out of love. <laughs> man, yeah, but I think I think like in all in all though, cancel culture is just like it's 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 something. I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I also don't think that it's that it's like completely bad because I, I understand that there are some things that that need to be counseled, such as if like if a KKK member came out and was like, "Hey, all black people and all Jews and Catholics need to leave," and I'd be like, "Oh, y'all might need to cancel that guy." But like, so I understand that there's a certain point where like, all right. I think throughout history, like in entertainment, there's like controversies. I can't speak today, man. It's late, but <laughs> you know, these things that make people mad and. It does make your fame better and eventually like blows over. Like Yeah. I'm trying to think of any big things from I remember. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like pre internet, which I've only grown up with the internet. Joe Biden, when he was when he called like when he wanted segregation to continue and he called all the black people like Negroes and stuff like that. And he called it a racial jungle. But I'm trying to say like things and I'm trying to think more entertainment wise. Oh, entertainment. Because that's what we're dealing with oh, um, mostly. I, would you say like um, what's her name, Paula Dean? But I, I feel like she, I think she got fired from the network, Food Network, and never got a job back though, right? I don't remember. Uh, because I know like I know she had called someone N word like a long time ago, and then it had just just had came back up, and that's how she got fired from the uh, 
food network. I feel like it'd probably be so hard to get fired from the food network. I feel like only like I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know. I don't think anybody watches the food network. You don't watch Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg? No. <laughs> like I, I I feel like Snoop Dogg is his own breed though. Snoop Dogg has been like on everything lately. But no, I do not. Wait, Snoop Dogg is on the Food Network? Yeah, with Martha Stewart. Really? You don't know about that? I don't watch the Food Network. (laughs) 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 I don't even got cable. Well, I got kind of. Yeah. But (laughs) But you also, so one thing I do, I talked about like things making people mad, but with the mainstream, like Dave Chappelle, like that Mm -hmm. canceled thing, you look at The Dark Knight and The Joker. Mainstream media was saying, oh, it's going to make you a serial killer and all that and trying to make it make the revenue worse because they think it's going to be dangerous to all that. Mm-hmm. And you know what it did? It made the revenue go up because it, it made, made more people. Of, Joker made so much money for its budget. I think it made over a billion dollars. It was so successful. It's because of those people saying that, making it a big deal, making people, making a mainstream, wanting to make the mainstream think it's this awful thing. So, and most people, everybody's like, oh, I'm not mainstream. I don't like the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Everybody, it's like mainstream to go against the mainstream. And, uh, well, that's something like my sociology teacher said. He said, like, you can never go against any culture. And he said, because the moment you try to go against the culture, such as not going in college or not abiding by certain social rules, you're joining other social movements that do those things. So you're not leaving a culture. You're not an, a rebellious one. So you're just actually, joining another group. I, you're going to hate them bring up a little dicky lyric. Little but dicky. he says in the song Professional Rapper with Snoop Dogg that he wants to be the anti-rap to make people realize that the only that the anti-rap is ironically one of the only real brands of rap left because mm. you think of rap and that's another person Eminem oh he's swearing all MTV oh he's saying all these mean things it only created the buzz to go higher and then you see people now now saying I hate this comment but I see it so much on TikTok oh he can't get canceled because he doesn't care but you think about the anti-rap the rap that goes against like the little pumps and all that is one of the biggest brands. Tom McDonald, awful rapper, but he goes against it, and all these white people love him. I like. Yeah. I've I've only heard one Tom McDonald song. It was the one with like the 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 fat white dude who was a Trump supporter, and then the black dude. You know what I'm talking about? When they were looking at each other in the chat. That's Jordan Lucas. That's not Tom McDonald. Oh, that's Jordan Lucas. Oh. Yeah, or there were Tom McDonald's white, so he'd not be saying that word that much, <laughs> and in that tone, uh-huh. but. And Joey Lucas is another one of those anti-rap, like, oh, I'm above you guys and all of that, like, in mm. Hospin or how you say his Hobson. name. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Another guy, it's a big brand of rap going against all these, say, so-and-so mumble rappers and all that. It is a big brand of rap right now. And that's sort of what's happening in the mainstream. One of the main things Everybody wants to go. Every young person wants to go against the mainstream. They hate mainstream media. They hate CNN. They hate Fox News. They hate the New York Times. Nah, they they actually don't us. hate CNN. They love CNN. That's more more people love CNN than they do Fox News, and I agree with them. Yeah, I agree with them. But you see a lot of these people saying, "Oh, they're both biased and all that." Really yeah, going against the mainstream, <laughs> and it's one of the biggest brands now to go against these things because you see sort of anti-culture and all that or 
wasn't that a big thing in the 70s, the anti-culture go against the mainstream? Because you're going to see it. history always repeats itself. Oh. The same things we say about old people now, they're saying back in the 70s. You know what the Bible boomers. says in Ecclesiastes? What? That there is nothing new under the sun. <laughs> okay. And it, it is so crazy, bro, yeah. because like the things I read in the Bible about how these people felt and how they were jealous and stuff, it's no matter how much technology we've had, how many cars we've driven, how many new phones we got, even though they didn't even have bathrooms in their houses back in this time, it's still nothing new. We still yeah. hear this fight and argue over the same Everything thing. repeats itself. And cancel culture, I feel like, has been around forever. We just haven't called it yeah. cancel. We, yeah. just, we never put that label onto it. Then somebody said, I don't know when, it created a trend of saying, can we cancel this? Hashtag cancel. And now with the internet, we're more connected than ever. So it can spiral more. It can get into the mainstream. It can be remembered for longer. More people can say their opinions on stuff. I think it's the same thing that's been happening forever. It's just now we have a label. Now everybody's voice is heard because of the internet. I got a question for you. So considering that I'd say you're probably not necessarily against cancel culture. And my question would be, how do you feel about freedom of speech? I think you have the freedom, but people have the freedom to react to it. Okay. So my, my saying is, uh, do you think that we should continue to have freedom of speech is the question. Yes, of course. It's the most important thing. Of course, I work at The Wire. It's so a free in the press. Very important. People need to say, like, you need, you can't have just, like, oh, listen to high-ups or what they have in China with the social credit. You should, you have to be able to go against the government, against the mainstream. Karl Marx would be very disappointed in you right now. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be very disappointed in you right now. I think you need that freedom. I think it's very important. Well, given that freedom, that's how you know communism would never work if you have the freedom of speech to say anything. Because undoubtedly somebody would feel some type of way about something and they'd start a group that would be the difference and then they'd start an uprising, kill the bourgeoisie. Well, then you can say the same thing about capitalism. Yeah, but like uh, people will speak. People will form a communist group, rise against the capitalists, and take over. Hasn't happened yet. Even yeah, though, but even you're th- seeing the movement spread. It's getting more and more popular every day. I I feel like you can't be like too communist because like capitalists are or people who support capitalism. They tend to have a lot of guns. So trying to <laughs> trying to override that stuff that that'll I feel like that'll go out go down with a very bloody bang. You know, the British had a lot more guns than Americans, and the British. Yeah, that that was. They had a confrontation, went out on a bang, and only created more buzz. And I feel like I feel like we we live in a very different time now. We we can we can have like drones and snipers and and yeah, RPGs. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> like, so it's it's it'll be a little different to lead. Any like, it's actually something I wanted to talk about a different topic, but. To be a leader, you need to have pe- or you need to have people that follow you, and to be the president, you need the people to follow you, and you need the army or the military to follow you. Mm-hmm. And at any time, if they don't, if they disagree, if there's enough of them, they can overtake you. They can, especially the military. You need to have control of the military, but everybody is an individual, so you do not have direct control with them. So the people do have power and uh yeah but getting everybody on the same page that's pretty hard though it is hard yeah so like that's why they're saying like yeah, you really well that's why the government killed fred hampton yeah 
So so it's like uh it's like um have you ever heard of the um the Milgram experiment? No. Nah. Okay, so basically in the in Milgram experiment it was testing how people react when when doing horrible things to other people to when when um told to do it by a figure of authority. And um and and it was shown that like a lot of people like really went through with hurting other people or they what they thought was oh other i people. think i know what you're talking about yeah it's when they like were pressing the, their electricity yeah thing no and i know what you're yeah. talking about yeah, yeah i just forgot the name yeah so yeah and like a lot of people went through it and and i think that like e- even though you'll have a lot of i mean oh the point i was making is the reason you won't have like an uprising like that and like the military because there'll be some people who are just like yeah i don't think this is worth losing my job over yeah and they'll just be like they'll just still confirm to whoever the president is is um Word. Unless he just like says something like radical, like yeah. super radical. But other than that, nah. I do think uh, people do. A lot of people like to have that authority, like somebody that tells them what to do and all that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 mm, no, I don't. I don't. I don't like having people telling me what to do, but I don't want to be an entrepreneur. Like somebody to make decisions for you and all that. Kind of. You know, it's like uh, what Loki says in Avengers, like, isn't this your position? You're meant to have a roller, mm. you know, and there's been main rollers throughout history. People like to have authority. That is uh, true. Sort of yeah. neat in ways. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> but the people at over any time can overtake the authority. And if you have enough people, if you have enough people to cancel somebody, that's the person being canceled, they're the leader. The people canceling were their followers, but they went against them. Mm, not necessarily. Not necessarily followers, say, I but... I was going to say, not necessarily. Cause you they got can... enough of their followers to... Like, David Dobrik, many people unsubscribed from him, and nobody watched his videos, so he, they got enough of his followers to stop mm-hmm. following him. They were able to overtake the leader. Mm, yeah good little analogy mm, yeah so well, i guess they can have that one because i was gonna say my, most time they get canceled probably not like their uh followers who are canceling them like yeah like if trump got canceled it wouldn't be by his own people oh well, yeah his people would follow him to yeah they follow him. like if trump jumped in a volcano you're like the diehard ones the ones who claim to be christians except he did get booed for telling people to get vaccinated did you see that he was at one of his rallies he told people to get the vaccine because he does want to take claim to the vaccine because yeah he was like made under his presidency yeah he said that in the debate against um Joe Biden he was like we've been the fastest to get the vaccine do I sound like Donald no Trump? that's the worst <laughs> 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 that's the worst impression I've ever heard ah but yeah but yeah I mean yeah whatever yeah no, it's definitely something like that and. I don't think he could ever like fully like cancel him unless he says something very leftist. Even then, I feel like his followers would still follow him. Yeah, I, I feel like not the, all of them. He's def, like there's people on the edge, but he has a lot of diehard followers. You know, that 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 really shocks me about any politics. How could you? I, I could never support any politician like sticker or anything. I I would never wear it on my hat. Never put a stick on my car. Never put a sign in my yard. Because I would during election season. Nope. I wouldn't just normally like we had nope. Joe Biden stuff, but now we don't have all this stuff out. I still see people with Trump stuff, but it's nope. just a. I'd never support a politician, especially like me. Me calling myself a Christian. If I if I believe that Jesus is Lord, then it don't matter who's in office. 
for me because at the end of the day, both parties are corrupt. Both parties are terrible. Like you were talking about the two-party system is stupid. But but just at the end of the day, it's just like it don't matter that much because, like, unfortunately, the world has always been the way it is. Yeah, but when you're – if you want one politician in office over another one. Yeah, I'm not saying you, I'm not you, vote now. You I'm wear – yeah, but you wear the sticker – so maybe somebody who likes you, like, oh, they're voting for him. Maybe no. I should look into them or I should vote for them or something. Just, like, try and show support no. and all that. I don't want to do that because then, at that point, some people are so brainwashed that just because I wear a sticker, they'll vote for that person. And that's exactly what I don't want. I don't want my opinion to influence anybody else's opinion. Yeah. I want people to make logical opinions just like I did about the research that I made about this person. I don't want to I don't want to tell you hey you need to vote for this person. Cuz like in the black community, right? This past election everybody was saying, "Man, y'all need to get out and vote. Y'all need to go out and vote. It's your right. Your ancestors died for this." But like they were insinuating at don't vote for Trump, vote for Biden. But they never said these things. But it was understood to be so. And it's just like I would never try to force my opinion on who I think should be that on anybody else. Like if they vote for him, fine. But I'd love for them to like do their own research and just like find out who you want to vote for. Whatever you think is good for your life. Yeah, but it's not like it is you're trying to convince them to vote for them because you support that person. But you mm. think it's the better decision so it's more you're trying to inform them to hope to convince them, inform them about what you think this politician would do. It's like our podcast is to inform people about our opinions on this stuff, to show the two sides of America. And when I'm talking, it's like if you're going to, if somebody's, so let's say you're a Republican, I'm a Democrat. I know you don't really lean with a party at all. But yeah. if somebody came up to me, I would tell them what I thought. Because I can't tell them what you think. Mm-hmm. But if they came up to me and they asked for me an opinion or if I wanted to tell them my opinion so maybe they'll agree with me and vote who I want them to vote for, I'll tell them it's not so much... Like you're trying to convince because you're trying to win an election. Mm, not, 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 not really. For me, it's just me. Like if someone came up to me and asked me something about that, I try to be, try to be the most unbiased, and I'd say, I voted for this person because I say this and this and this. I'm not trying to convince that person. It's just me telling them why I voted for that person because what I think is best for the world and what you think is best for the world. We see it differently. Like, I think that capitalism uh, is better than But I'm saying if a person comes up to just me, they're only going to hear my opinion. That's what I was trying to get at. If they come up to just me, they're only going to hear my opinion. Mm -hmm. And they only come up to you, they're only going to hear your opinion. So it might sway them more. So when you're saying you're surrounded by a bunch of people who vote for Joe Biden trying to convince you to vote for Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. that's all they can do. They can't tell you about Trump. They can't tell you. Why can't they tell me about Trump? Because it's not where their beliefs fall. Well, okay. So, but still, why can't they tell me about Trump? Is it because they're uneducated about Trump and they just choose to pick Biden because 
they have been told by other people that Trump is a bad person or the other way around. They choose to vote for Trump because they've told by been told by other people that Joe Biden is a bad person. It's just like a lot of people try to do these things because they don't even know really what's what the politicians believe. But they're telling you what they support. Yeah, I understand. They tell you what you support. So if they if if a person comes up to me and asks, Oh, you know, I'm voting in this election, who should I vote for? I'm not gonna tell them. Oh, yeah, vote for Donald Trump. When I don't support him, I'm going to say vote for Joe Biden. Then I'm going to tell him why. Why I really? support him. I'm not going to say, like, oh, you know, this and that about Trump. Oh, yeah, this is why you should vote for Trump. This is why you should vote. I'm not going to give him two things. I'm going to tell him what I believe in. I'm going to tell him my side. And if they want the other side, they got to go talk to the other side. They can't just. You have to do your own research, as you said. Yeah, do your but own research. But you can't expect one person. My bad who's supporting somebody to tell you both sides because there's already decided that they're supporting one side. Yeah. And I, and I, you, that's, that's probably realistic. That's probably what you said is probably very realistic in modern day culture because everybody has already made up in their mind what they're going to do. But I would never tell anyone to vote for anybody. I would never, if someone came up to me and be like, who do you think I should vote for? I wouldn't say, man, I think you should vote for so-and-so and so-and-so. I would say, I would say do your research, man, and whoever you feel aligns with your views the most, that's who you vote for. But me personally, I chose to vote for so-and-so. And the reason I chose to vote for so-and-so because the these and policies and this is what I believe in and these are the morals I hold and that. And maybe that person is completely opposite me, such as Richie, who is an atheist and I'm a Christian, so we would obviously have different morals. Yeah, but I'll say if somebody came up to me and asked that, I would tell them, why I'm voting for this person, I would tell them to vote for this person because I want to win. Mm. You know, you got to well, think it's about not, But it's, it's not like election. me winning anything. I don't I don't win anything. But I'm saying if you did, because you're like in the middle, but if you did support a candidate and you wanted to see this candidate win, you want them to get mo- more votes. So you have to convince people to vote for them. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you said you want to win as if like they're the Steelers or something. <laughs> like at the end of the they day, they are I because win. I support them. Man, it's at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I understand that politicians have pol- political power and and push political point of views and make laws and and bills and stuff. But at the end of the day, you really don't win anything. Like you, you, your candidate who you voted for may win the election, and you, you may have got someone to vote for. But like at the end of the day, you've still like forced your view on someone else and now they may not change their view for the rest of their lives all because of that one interaction that they have with you and i don't want to be that person that made them be that closed-minded person that they became i think that's a little shame if you're talking to somebody that's an adult i wouldn't if mm. i'm talking to an adult from voting i would not think that if i'm talking to a little kid i'm gonna be more careful with that with what i say i'm gonna tell them why I support somebody and all that, but tell him, like my dad did when I was younger. He told me to vote for the person, not the party, and all that. And use example of John McCain, as I talked about last week. And if I was talking to a kid about that, that's what I'm going to say. But if you're an adult, I expect you to have some maturity. See. And if you already, if, and by the time you're 18, you usually already have, if you are one of those people who vote along party lines every time, you already have that mindset made up it's like a football team i grew up loving the steelers no way could ever convince me to support another team ever other than the pittsburgh steelers but 
I've got that when I was a kid. If I was an adult mm-hmm. and hadn't made up my mind, maybe one person can convince me, but I don't think I'd ever become a diehard. Like, okay, so when you say, um, I'll, I'll say this and then we can finish it. But I was gonna say when you say that, um, like an adult. You expect an adult to be changing mind. It depends on where that d- adult grew up. And the reason I don't say these things, the reason I have a different point of view is because the adults I know in my life are very, they're very impressionable like children when it comes to views that they don't know anything about. So I'll give you an example. I have family members who are way older than me come to me asking me for financial advice. And the things that I told them for financial advice, they still hold on to these things today such as the credit card that I told them to apply for, such as the bank I told them to apply for. They they still hold on to these views and the same thing that I told them. I've heard them express them to other people. And I know for a fact that they haven't done any research on it because I've told a couple piece of people some wrong stuff on a few times. And the fact that they didn't go back and check behind me of what I said was true or not, they ended up passing false information along to other people. So the thing is, it depends on where those adults are it, or where they are mentally because who they are. Because I feel like, Definitely, you'd encounter more mature adults. But me, on the other hand, back in Mississippi, in the, in the town that I grew up in, around the uneducated people when it comes to financial literacy and politics, not everybody, but like the majority of people who are working in low class jobs and stuff have very limited knowledges on these things because they don't really have time to really search through these things. So they'd be very impressionable when it comes to someone stating their point of view about who to vote for. And that's why the black party majority votes Democrat. Yeah, that's definitely something to think about. I think it does depend on context. If I get a feel that a person doesn't have a level of maturity, I don't think I would try and convince them as much. But I feel like most people want people to live you want you know we talked about gaining a following Mm -hmm. you want people to follow the same thing you follow because then it's a better chance that the thing you follow will become the authority that Uh, is actually not what i want unfortunately but i'm saying yeah i'm I'm not saying you i'm saying you know it matters in context it ain't so black and white (laughs) you know yeah of course man that's that's the whole point it ain't so black and white but it ain't so black and white. It definitely it depends, and it depends on the person. But I'm saying, if I want somebody in office, or if I want, so you talk about communism. Say I want a communist overthrow. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell people about capitalism. I don't want to tell them about communism because I want them to join me so we can overthrow. So the thing that I want happens. You know. That's very selfish. It's a selfish <laughs> world we live. In. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I disagree. Yes, that, that's the whole point that I'm trying to make is, I don't want to be the one that informs that person because when you're one sided informed, you tend to how do you, how do you think Hitler gained his following? He didn't he didn't tell them well this is how the Jews saw it and this is how I saw it. Yeah, he, he said this is how I saw it. Therefore, let's take this inferior race and exterminate them. Yeah, he gave an easy way out that people like to hear. But I'm not how trying is that to different? Yeah, convi- so how is that different from you just feel, I'm trying to get you to side? understand the other side, not come to the other side, because everybody's different. The way they approach it can be different. But I don't think you can say it's entirely a bad thing for somebody to be on the other side. I think if you're an adult, if you're an elementary school teacher and trying to push your political opinions 
on young impressionable kids, I think that is a bad thing. I think that's but terrible. If it's adult trying to convince somebody that because you believe in your ideologies, like Of course. But the thing about me believing in my ideologies is that they're my ideologies. But I don't want to make them other people's ideologies. You I want think other it's right. Yes. So if you're telling a person about it, you're gonna tell it like it's right. When you talk to me about Christ and all that, you tell it as fact. Okay. Do I believe it's fact? No, you do no, not. No, but you tell me like it is. And if somebody was impressionable, unlike me, they might think of it as fact. If you tell a little kid that, they're gonna automatically think that it's a fact. Yeah, but but I would also tell people if if I come to sharing the gospel with anybody, do the same thing I did. Take the evidence. What does the gospel say? The gospel makes a truth claim, such as all other religions. And going into those other religions, find out if they're true or if they're false. And if they're false, which one seems to not have any mistakes in it, right? But, but or this is about anything. What makes a truth claim? And Christianity or the Bible seems to make a truth claim about with dates and real people and things that actually happened and proved by, by uh, art or archaeological finds and stuff so that's why i choose to believe these things but i wouldn't come to one about and be like hey man you know jesus is the truth man i would say that possibly but i would not leave out the part that i would say look into this read this book look at these artifacts listen to these but i'm saying you might do it without knowing it like when you when we first met when you're talking to me about first met i wasn't the or not first first met. <laughs> first met but when you came like uh, better friends yeah you would talk about jesus as fact and all that and you'd probably i don't know if you could get feel if i was impressionable or not but nah. i'm saying you might do this without knowing it because you're just talking about something you feel because if somebody asked me about my thoughts on like i'm trying to think of like a more liberal like something liberal abortion yeah you think about abortion i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm pro abortion i'm gonna tell them why and i'm not gonna think anything about that i'm really convincing i'm just telling them what i think mm-hmm. and it might convince them but you don't know it's not might not be your whole intent but it might convince them and you don't know that and you might just accidentally just sharing something you believe in convince them or do what you're saying about if somebody's impressionable like when you're giving people financial advice or somebody just asked you like they didn't ask for financial advice but they said oh man i don't know my credit score and all of that and then you start telling them about it telling do them you, about their own credit score or about how to get up and all that and that, that, think- that wouldn't be necessarily like sharing an agenda that would be like that would be like Un, that would be a fact at helping them. But I'm saying it's something you believe. No, no, this is this is these are facts. No, but <laughs> you didn't yeah. let me finish. I was gonna say it's something you believe is fact. Oh. Uh. And like the ways you say, so yeah, it might not be the best ways, but something. You oh think yeah, is, oh yeah, oh yeah, I know what you mean. It's something that you can share because you can't share what you don't know. Yeah. So you might convince them or lead them astray without knowing it and when people what we started talking about is people with like a biden button mm-hmm. tell them why to vote for biden because they can tell you why they vote for biden and it might convince them and but they're telling them why they vote for biden because that's what they believe in that's what they can share they can't share why 
you should vote for Trump because they don't believe you should vote for Trump. They don't know. They don't have that feeling that they should that people should vote for Trump. They might think that there's no way you can vote for Trump. All they can tell them is what they believe in. Yeah, I understand. Because are you going to ever, would you ever, even though you're a Christian, if somebody came up to you, would you like tell them, you would tell them about the gospel, you tell them about all that. Then would you tell them about the Big Bang Theory and all that and yeah. uh, Hinduism and all that and tell yeah. them yeah. why Christianity might be wrong? Oh, they're, they're, okay. So here's my point. I wouldn't say why this is being wrong. I My point is, I would tell these people after I share the gospel with them, <laughs> after I said Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, no man comes to the Father but through him, after I would tell them that, I would say, but do your own research. Because if I just share them the gospel and they blindly follow the gospel, then that's wrong on my point because I haven't given them any reasons that, that like, because I haven't prepared them for the atheists or the people who believe different things that they believe. That's why I say do your research because the Bible also tells you to be ready to give reason for the faith you believe in. The Bible don't want you, the, the Christian or Jesus don't want you just believing in Jesus without any like reason to believe in Jesus. He wants you to be well-educated, well-educated because it says blind leads the blind. They both fall into the ditch. Well, I was saying more like, so I would tell You're that saying, person. You're saying do your own research. A lot of people don't even want to do their own research, and they might just hold on to what you said because they heard it from a person, and they're not going to look up, oh, why is Christianity wrong and all that. <laughs> Man, but they, you can't you can't go into detail about other beliefs. You cannot go into— I can go into very much detail about other beliefs. Real. I can go into detail a lot about Islam. I can go into detail a lot about Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, because I studied these things before I chose to believe what I believe. That's why I can go into detail about them, because I didn't just sit on the fence and stop. That's the whole way. That's the whole way I'm trying to get people to look at these politics. I want you to look at them at a whole step back from what you believe and then look at them as a whole. See what claims they make. See what you identify with. Vote for them. But and do you understand why people, why a person wearing Biden button would tell them to vote for Biden and why they yes, vote for Biden? Yes. Okay. I 100 percent understand. I, I, I'm. I 100% understand the politics that Biden creates and stuff and the liberal policies that he has. And I 100% understand the policies that Trump has and why he has them. Wh which one do I align with and think would help in in the long run? That's a whole different story. But at the end of the day, I know both of them. I didn't I didn't just look at one of them because if I look at one of them, I'm like, yeah, all that sounds good. But maybe I might look this way and he might got something better. Like when, like when Ice Cube and Trump came out with that, like um, half a million, five hundred million dollars toward black business thing. I was like, oh, that was cool. I didn't vote for Trump at all, guys. I voted for Joe Biden. But I'm just still saying, I looked at both of them. I know what both of them believe. So I wouldn't go on pushing my other beliefs on other people. I, I love for people to be educated about the choices they make because when you're not educated about the choices you make, you tend to make mistakes and you tend to regret the choices that you made. Because you didn't look at the other candidate or the, the other religions, for that matter, or any other thing, other women. Maybe you, maybe you saw, <laughs> maybe 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 you got. You always gotta bring women to it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you saw a woman. You was like, oh yeah, she's the best. She's the best. And then you find out her feet stink or something. I don't know. 
Is that why you broke up with your last girl? Because your feet stink? Confidential. <laughs> <laughs> it's confidential. <laughs> it's confidential, man. I don't want to. All right. She might listen to the podcast. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> not to raise it. Okay. Well, I want to end on that note. Before we leave, do you want to say anything else? Uh, I love you guys. And continue to educate yourselves. Yep. And... Sorry for the weird timing to everybody listen to this. Of course, we had that scheduling issue, so we are filming this. It is currently 12.42 on a Sunday, so if we were a little out there, yeah, it is very late in the day, but we do what we got to do to get I mean, these out to you. And this was a pretty long episode because we were not restrained by having a live time. So thank you to anybody that made it this far. Oh, yeah. If you made it this far, it was just been like two hours. It's a... Uh, about an hour and a half almost. I think it's like in, uh, yes, yeah, 125. Oof. But so let's end it before it gets to an hour and a half. It's, this has been It Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lyons. And I'm Amon Elwes. Peace, y'all.